Hey there, everybody! Welcome to Fresh Out the Podcast. Uh, this is this is it. This is the podcast, and we're on it. And I'm Johannanan. It's me. It's me, Casualty CDG. Happy to be back in the studio, recording with both of you. Uh, happy to be here for Fresh Out the Podcast. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective, turned tabletop titan, and improv comedian. Uh. I'm Drew Munhausen, and boy, I must say, it is a good weekend for somebody who is the self-proclaimed media and movie mastermind, as there is a lot of media and there is a lot of movie news out there, because San Diego Comic-Con is actually going on right now. A- actually, at the moment there we're recording, the Marvel panel in Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con is still kind of going on. I think it's get- it was supposed <gasps> to end like 20 minutes ago. I think it's still... Did you? I, I'm looking at the Marvel feed right now. Go they on. just they just released, uh, uh, like literally a minute ago, released the trailer for Wakanda Forever. So there you go. So we'll probably watch that here in a little bit in real time. We'll we'll react to. Oh yeah, I see it now on the feed. So we'll we'll watch that here in a bit. Do you or do you want to watch it right now? Uh, let's get into it first, so that people okay, don't okay. go anywhere. Well, here's, here's what I want to do. So, obviously, Comic-Con's the big news this weekend. There was a big, uh, as far as, like, movie releases and things going on, There, the right now the big releases are Nope just came out in theaters, but The Gray Man just came out on Netflix. And what I figured we could do is riff on The Gray Man here for just a few minutes, give some thoughts, while Marvel news kind of continues to wrap up, and then we can kind of go through point by point some of the things there because there's just a lot to take in from that mm. and also just do some some comic-con uh highlights from the weekend some of the trailers and things that we've been able to see it is saturday night right now when we're recording sunday there's not very many panels tomorrow i think it's going to be a pretty light day tomorrow so we obviously aren't going to get to that news tonight uh i think they just have some fx panels so they'll be talking about like what we do in the shadows and Mayans and things like that. We were talking about what you do in the shadows a lot uh, two nights ago. (laughs) No, (laughs) three nights ago, Wednesday, during our superhero game, during the the Great Sphinctering, Gary, remember? I do remember the Great Sphinctering. (laughs) If anybody, if you do or don't follow Jahan on Twitter, you should. He is at RockFact. Just drop him a hashtag Sphinctering, if you would. Uh, it's been going on. I'm actually, This is one of the ones that's actually been catching fire, and I'm so pleased uh, that it was Sphinctering that did it for me. Uh, catching what level of fire? Would you say that it was catching hot fire, Jahan? Yeah, hot fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot <laughs> Sphinctering fire. Well, also, one of our players from that game... Uh, I believe went to San Diego Comic Con. She was posting pictures. I guess she got to interview Matthew. What's his name? Lillard. Lillard. That's yeah. the guy. She got to interview him. Uh, she's one of our players in our Wednesday game uh, of Icons, uh, Lambertro. Cool. And yeah, it was pretty cool. We saw the picture of her with him, and was, that's dope. He's he's he seems like a really cool guy. Like zoinks, like you know. Oh wow, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, let's, let's keep that one. Keep it in. Keep it in. I'm uh, just glad that's the that's the movie. His entire career. That's the one that you know him for. <laughs> that's the one I love him for. That poor guy. <laughs> I don't think he has any issue with it. Uh, oh, so I started watching. Uh, I started watching the Gray Man. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish the Gray Man though. Um, 
Did you so, not finish it because you were bored and turned it off, or was it a time commitment thing? It was a time commitment thing. Okay. Um, so I spent too much of the day playing Solasta, which is that Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition style a video game that Jahan and I have been playing together. It's cross-play for PC and Xbox. We've been playing it. We've been obsessed, well, yeah. Maya, yeah, that's exactly what happened is uh, our Saturday was melted by Solasta, so I didn't have time to watch the Gray Man, but Jahan got up earlier than I did and was able to squeeze it into his I game. got up early. I ordered myself some DoorDash, a Poke Bowl, and some Spam Masubi, and I watched the Gray Man. And did you just call a Poke Bowl a Poke Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, Poke Bowl. All right, good. Yeah. Good. Here's well, the thing with the Gray Man. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, we've done these podcasts. Like, we just did one a couple weeks ago with Thor, right? We did it with Jurassic World. We did it with Doctor Strange, where we can do these kind of full episodes diving in and picking it apart and everything. For me, the Gray Man isn't the movie to do that with because this is a total kind of mindless action romp. Like, yeah. I enjoyed the Gray Man for what it was. I saw a lot of really mixed to negative reviews of it before watching it. That it was, you know, it's a $200 million budget Netflix movie. It's <laughs> skipping theater, or, you know, got very limited theatrical release in, you know, probably LA and New York. Not here. It's on Netflix now. It, it's it's basically the, the new Red Notice, right? Like, Red Notice was the last big one, and we talked about that one on the show and kind of ripped it apart because it wasn't very good. And this one was for sure better than that, I would say. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the better Netflix action movies that I've seen. Yeah. I yeah, agree. I was, I was surprised watching it. When I turned it off, I was like, I thought this would be harder to watch. I thought I would be, like, looking forward to turning this off. But, in fact, I will probably go back and finish it. I'm really happy to see Ryan Gosling and uh, Anna de Armas back together again. Uh, it was It was nice to see that. Ryan Gosling looks like Nicolas Cage, and I cannot <laughs> unsee it. Ryan Gosling's strange way. Ryan Gosling's gotten so buff for like action roles, but his head is just too small for his big body. He looks like Luther from uh, uh, what do you call it, The Umbrella Academy, with his big gorilla body. That's good. He does. He looks swollen. It's ridiculous. I'm like, oh my god. So it's also, it's worth noting, you know, that the Gray Man is directed by the Russo brothers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the same guys that directed, oh gosh, Captain America Winter Soldier, Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. So this is another big budget action movie from them, but away from the MCU. And I thought that there was, of the action scenes in it, some of them had some really good ideas. Mm -hmm. And there were some cool things in them. But I thought that a lot of the action scenes with in it have been done better by other movies, but it was kept afloat by there was still enough creativity and new things in it to still keep it interesting. Um, you can tell that these are guys that come from a history of working in the MCU. Um, because when you are, when you get spoiled by movies like Top Gun Maverick that use practical effects and real flights <laughs> and real things like that you know they're shut your mouth drew Stop you know Maverick. when it there's a plane scene a plane action scene in the gray man it, it, it ends with him falling out of a plane and whatever that was just a bunch of cgi garbage that didn't look good and even like i don't know if you all saw uncharted earlier this year the based on the video i couldn't pick that Holland. one up i couldn't pick it up 
it's 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 okay. It's not very good, but there isn't a plain action scene in that movie as well. But there, I've seen behind the scenes things of how they filmed some of it, and they actually did some midair stunts, or at least in a studio hanging from a wire. You know, things like that that made it look real. Or there are some parts of it that looked cool. And like, there's just this scene in this movie that stuck out to me in The Gray Man, where Ryan Gosling's just a CG blob in the sky, you know, falling and stuff like that. I'm kind of rolling my eyes and I'm like, this is the MCU stuff leaking over, just over-reliance on, on CG. That's just an example. There are some other action scenes that look better, but there's still some obvious green screen things here and Yada yada. But so, that's, that's so, getting some of the action definitely looks a little cheesy, but hey, it's a cheesy action movie. Uh, some of the action sequences get way out of hand to the point where I'm like, I don't believe that any government would allow things to get that bad <laughs> before intervening. Right. Uh, there's a few of those, and I'm like, come on, man, like that's that's too much. Like, oh man, like the tram scene <laughs> starts off really good, but it goes so far. I'm like, dude, there's no way you would get away. With that, you would never get away. You would never get away with that. To your point, like I saw a tweet that made me laugh because it's so true. Where, uh, you know, Anna de Armas starts off when she's assisting him later on in the movie. You know, starts off by shooting someone with a tranquilizer, but by the end of the movie, it's using like a giant bazooka that's the same size as her. Yeah, and it's just like, how did how did we get here? How yeah, did, how did we get to this point? Um, but you know, what do you expect from a big budget spy action movie? You know, why not? So I actually liked Ryan Gosling a lot in this. I thought Chris Evans did a great job as the the villain. Um, I thought he did a really good job. I thought it was like a top-tier performance on his part. It was really funny when he called, he said, get that Ken doll to about Ryan Gosling, because Ryan Gosling plays Ken. That's a funny one. Uh, and then, as always, any movie that has uh, Anna de Armas, like, she just kind of, like, any scene she's in is just the best. She's always so good. I think that she's really coming along as, like, this action star. Because I, I think she character development in this but i'm with you i just i like her a lot and i, like I think lot. she's just enjoyable to watch regardless there's something about her and yeah and talking about chris evans obviously a guy who was playing captain america for 10 years and is trying to break the mold and and do i think have a little more fun he was a great captain america i really did love him in that role but i mean cap is cap right there's there's only so much you can do being the ultra good good guy you know, and so yeah. you can tell he enjoys to chew the scenery and be the bad guy and have a bad mustache and do all that. And, you know, and I don't blame him. That's fine. You've spectacular you did your mustache. You, you did your time as the hero. Have have fun playing a villain. Why not? Uh, would yeah. You, I, yeah. Gary, in the bit that you saw, what it, you know, are you in line with us? Obviously, you can't give a full review, but just initial thoughts. Right, I did want to say, like, uh, I appreciated the straight into the action. I mean, I was painting a miniature, and the movie started, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, he's in prison. And then Billy Bob Thornton walked up and was like, you're not in prison anymore. You work for the CIA. And was like, bam, bam. And all of a sudden, action was starting. It was good to get, I mean, straight into, like, New Year's Eve ball. He is yeah. stabbing people in the neck, like, in scene number one, jumps out of a window, and has a fight on a fireworks platform attached to a skyscraper. That is a really strong opening scene for an yeah. action movie. So, like, with that being said, yeah, this is uh, 
uh, it definitely started off to me much better than Red Notice. I, I'm, I'm interested to go back and finish watching Gray Man. Um, but also, it's not something where, you know, my socks were knocked off and I'm saying that Ryan Gosling needs to be the next Bond or superhero or he's a superstar. Uh, it's just a fun action movie. And I'm a huge fan of, like, the Transporter series and trash action. I just love trash action. Uh, so I think, I, I think I'm going to like it when I get done with it. Like Gosling a lot because he can be a great actor when he wants to be, and then but he can also you know he's got the good looks and you know whatever to be a, an action leading man like this too. And he's been away from the screen for four years. So the last movie he was in that was released was uh, First Man, uh, which is the kind of the Neil Armstrong biopic that uh, he was in a few years ago, and I think got an Oscar nomination for. I so missed that one. He's, he's been away. Um, Taking some, yeah, that was and that was not long after uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out, which I love. I yeah, that movie. that's what I was gonna say. Ryan, Ryan, and uh, Anna in Blade Runner. That movie, I loved that movie. It's such a hard. Both, it's, both it's, movies were Gosling's a man of a few words. Yeah, talks a little bit more in this one. I actually almost completely forgot that Anna Darmus was in Blade Runner. She's really good in that movie. Uh. Too. I'll I'll never forget you. <laughs> it it drives my, it drives my life. He reminds me of Jake Gyllenhaal, and I mean that in a good way. I like them both. I think they both have that leading man star. They're a good actor. They're also an action guy. Uh, to me, they're pretty interchangeable, and I and I like them both. Uh, I think they have the action chops and the acting chops you need to be a leading man, uh, as opposed to somebody like Chris Pratt, who I think just doesn't have mm. what those guys bring to the table. I like Ryan Gosling a lot more than Chris Pratt. Yeah. I don't, I yeah, don't like Chris Pratt. Well. And Jake Gyllenhaal, for that matter. I like him Yeah, then that's, you know, maybe Chris Pratt's comedic timing is better, but I, I, I like those other two guys a lot. I, I, like, uh, I like Gosling. He just reminds me of Gyllenhaal, but that's a good thing in my eyes. I think that the, another interesting thing parallel between Hall and Gosling are that they are two guys that I think are very hesitant to lean fully into the franchise world right now, which, you know, we're obviously Hollywood's very franchise driven at the moment. Um, that's nothing new. But, you know, I think Jake got kind of screwed when he tried to jump into one and did the Prince of Persia movie back in the day, if you even remember that, which was a Disney. Yes, film. Drew. I remember that. <laughs> and it unfortunately bombed and wasn't very good. And, you know, and so then he said, all right, I'm not going to do the big blockbuster franchise films. And Jake went and did a bunch of interesting stuff after that. And now he's done some things where, you know, he'll pop up in a Spider-Man far from home as the villain, you know, as Mysterio. He was and great as Mysterio like and he was great yeah. in Nightcrawler. And yeah, he's done some good stuff. But, you know, a one-off appearance in the MCU as opposed to being one of the guys that's going to sign, you know, a Doctor Strange-like con contract, Benedict Cumberbatch. How many MCU movies has he been in since being Doctor Strange? And a lot honestly, now. Benedict Cumberbatch to me is surprising. Like, uh, if you would have told me when he first came out that he was going to be one of the franchise Marvel guys, I just would have been like, no, he seems more like a stage theater guy to me. I don't think he would do that. Uh, but here I am, you know, and if you eat those words, he's a great Doctor Strange. Well, and Joaquin Phoenix was somebody they were courting hardcore that they wanted to be Doctor Strange, and he wasn't going to sign 
uh, you know, an MCU contract to appear in X amount of movies. He said, no, I'm not doing that. And so they went with Benedict Cumberbatch. If Joaquin Phoenix no, wasn't I hate in, money. If Joaquin Phoenix wasn't an insane person, he would be a great Doctor Doom. Oh, I could see him as a Doom. That'd be wonderful. I mean, he's been the Joker. He's already been he the big DC bad. Why not make him the big Marvel bad, too? He kind of looks like the guy that played Doom in the first Fantastic Four movie. I feel that. like, like you know, if we you were saying those guys aren't franchise guys, and to Gyllenhaal's point, he came in and played a villain, and so I started thinking, who are some of the other big guys, the big actors who are in Hollywood, like Gosling, who might just pop up as a villain, and, and how awesome could that be after seeing Christian Bale as Gore? That totally knocked my socks off of that an actor I didn't crazy. expect to see as a character that I've never heard of was one of the best villains in Marvel history. So I would love to see Gosling get the chance to do that, or, like I said, Joaquin as Doom, I think would be a lot of fun. Great. Well, I mean, any other thoughts on the Gray Man? I'm looking at actually... We covered it. No, but it's a, it's a great time to transition. We're talking about Gray Man and Gosling and who he should play in Marvel, and behold, what does Marvel have for us, Drew? Who what should are they he gonna... play in Marvel? Well, let's well, figure think, it out. I think the the I'll start with the big picture, right? Cyclops. Which is that we talked about yeah. this on the Thor podcast, and we talked about this on the Doctor Strange podcast. That one of the frustrations with the Marvel, with the MCU right now in general, with Phase Four and ongoing, is that we didn't know where it's all going, right, or what this is leading to, and. With the first few phases, it seemed like there was, you know, the phase one was clearly leading to the Avengers. And then phase two and three were both kind of leading up to Infinity Ward Endgame. So there was a lot of building there. They have now officially announced that phases four through six, I believe, if that's if that's right, if six is included, is going to be known as the multiverse saga oh boo i that hate is... multiverses gross <laughs> boo and it looks like the multiverse saga um or phase six will conclude with two avengers movies in the same year we're gonna have avengers the kang dynasty in may of 2025 and avengers secret wars in november of 2025 so anyway so i'm just pointing that out first to say they've set up their quote-unquote end game but it's still pretty far away and it's still pretty broad yeah and the end game is portals and we're already at portals so strap in put on your seatbelt for more bad guys to come from more portals for the next <laughs> six years oh my god Ugh, i can't wait till that's over <laughs> i well, i want x-men and we're not gonna get x-men until it's over i wouldn't collect this see... comic book series is, I, don't I, think... I would skip all this crap and start collecting books again when this one was over. There's still films that haven't been announced yet that will be in Phase 6. They just kind of teased the Avengers movies and Fantastic yeah. Four. There's going to be some more within that. So I would imagine we'll see the X-Men I think we're going to see the X-Men soon. Between now and, and the end of 2025. And the X-Men were even alluded to, or mutants were, were uh, actually mentioned by name in the Miss Marvel finale which we'll talk more about that i think next okay, week. you didn't finish miss marvel right i watched the first two episodes and then the last one. Oh, you watched the last one okay so you did see that we probably will be getting some some x-men action soon 
I did. I did see that. Yeah. Well, they've at least talked about mutants. Whether or not that means we'll get X-Men action, we'll see. But they, they said the word. They also played the theme song. I don't know if you picked it. I don't know if you heard it. It's a very quick riff, and they did that in Doctor Strange also. So it's yeah. way less effective to me in Miss Marvel. They I was did. like, okay, are y'all gonna be? Are y'all gonna do this every time? <laughs> every yeah, time there's a to play the play the classic theme. Or riff and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm over this already. It's and I the first time. Yeah, it worked with Professor it X. It did. Like when you showed him, because it was like an oh shit moment, but in Kamala Khan and in Miss Marvel, it wasn't as big as, as an oh shit moment. I felt like it was a bigger deal for me because they were saying straight up, she's a mutant and she's in the MCU. Like, I agree with you, John, that that was a big enough moment that putting in the little, like, self pat on the back with putting the little guitar riff behind it to me undercut the moment maybe like it was it didn't need it it was it was a big enough oh shit moment as you said on its own that i thought that including the little riff i mean i'm going too hard on, on maybe going too hard yeah thing, but we're really cracking down on it we don't want to be those guys <laughs> i love the x-men I want more X-Men. Bring me, give me the X-Men. Bring growing me up, Pizza P- I did the wrong thing, sorry. Growing up, I didn't collect Spider-Man comics. Like uh, like Drew and Thomas were my brother Thomas. They're big Spider-Man guys. Uh, I didn't collect Avengers comics. I collected mostly Punisher and Daredevil and, and Dark Knight stuff. But I always loved the X-Men toys and the X-Men cartoon growing up. So I've got a lot of love for the dark characters and for the X-Men. I just, I hope they do them justice this time around and they don't put them all in black leather. X-Men are the best. They've always been such a, I mean, for, you know, uh, as far as inclusion goes, man, X-Men has always been a big deal for, you know, that whole community. It's, it's just nice. I mean, they talk about our stories, you know, they talk about our problems. And I can't wait to see X-Men on the screen. Not announced, though. That announced. What is announced, Jahan? So much. Well, well, let's let's reel it all in. So, first off with the phases, which I've always found the phases to be kind of tacky and how this is phase one and this is phase two. Like, who cares? It's just, it's all MCU. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. The end, so phase four began with Black Widow. Um, they've officially announced phase four ends with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So we're going to get She-Hulk and Black Panther Wakanda Forever are the last two entries in Phase 4. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, which comes out in February, will be the start of Phase 5. Okay. Um, And everything that they've announced between that and Thunderbolts, which was also officially announced, um, is Phase 5. So we do know everything that's coming out in Phase 5 um, as of this time. So there's where we'll start. They released a new trailer for She-Hulk, which the first trailer got a pretty unified disapproval, I think, from fans. Yeah. It, it looked bad. A while ago. It did, I'll say that it looked it did, bad. It did look bad. It like, this graphically. This new yeah. trailer, I think, it should have been what they... They shouldn't have released that last trailer... I mean, if they could have helped it, this is the one that should have come out, or this one looks a lot better. There's still some, you know, it's it's a TV show, right, on a streaming service. So obviously, the CG is not going to be like the best ever, but it looks better. But the main thing is, I think that 
the look of it at least matches the tone the show's going for. With the comedy and everything that we saw in this trailer, it just looks more fun to watch than what I saw before. It looks like everything. It looks so good to me. Like, I'm really excited. I uh, love She-Hulk. Uh, who doesn't? I don't know. She-Hulk's great. Uh, it looks like she did the camera talk thing. I liked her training sessions with Bruce. Um, like, they had some cool family moments. Uh, we got to see Jamila Jamil uh, finally for the first time. That was super dope. Um, and, I don't know, should I say that what happened at the end of the trailer, Drew? I guess it's already... You can, you yeah. can. Because it was, I, I was excited to see this. Yeah, at the end of the trailer, we see uh, what we can only assume is Charlie Cox in the Netflix Daredevil outfit like, jump over She-Hulk and, like, land, presumably, so they can talk. Um, it's just really cool. She's, she's, so they're going for, like, uh, she's the lawyer of, like, for super, super peoples kind of thing. Like, they're using her as a PR thing because she's so obviously visually a, uh, a superhuman and that kind of thing. It just looks, it looks good. And She-Hulk Attorney at Law is a really funny title for a Marvel show. I'm pretty excited. So I actually have no love for She-Hulk as a character. I've never read a She-Hulk book. I've never seen uh, a She-Hulk entertainment, really, that, that really spoke to me. Um, and the first trailer, first preview for this show, I thought looked really bad. It looked like it was trying to be serious, the first mm. trailer to me. There were a few jokes, but like it almost seemed like Bruce was the comedic re- relief mm. in the show. Like, it's funny, Hulk, and the rest of the show was pretty serious. Uh, that's what I got from it. And and the CG looked pretty bad in the first trailer. This second trailer looks like way more fun. I agree. The training sessions looked really funny. They looked like a lot of fun. It looks like she's getting control of her Hulk powers pretty quick with his guidance, uh, so we don't have to deal with a whole lot of the running around Hulk rage. We get to deal more with her actual story, which tying in all those different superheroes, the the court cases they're in, I think lends to a lot of fun stuff and some fun throwaway lines. We see uh, the Sorcerer Supreme show up. Uh, and so that's, you know, another fun tie-in. It looks like there are going to be more character tie-ins and bleed-over in She-Hulk than we've seen yes. in the past couple of Marvel movies. Since Spider-Man, Thor, and uh, Doctor Strange, very much it looks so. like She-Hulk well, is Ms. more part of Miss Marvel and Moon Knight were very self-contained and didn't have. Yes. Well, yeah. Miss Marvel had one small one at the very end, but uh, She-Hulk seems to be right in the center of that Marvel universe, and it's going to tie us to some characters again. And I think that's it's going to bring us back to where I want to be. It's going to put our feet on the ground no, and let us see what's going on in Marvel. See, that's World. really well put because yeah, you're right. It does it does feel cent- centered in the MCU. Like it's not just touching it; it's all around it, constantly affected by it. And also, like uh, we see a lot of variety of different possibly like heroes and villains and superhumans like sitting in booking and stuff like that. We see a lot of that. And so like I think that they're gonna really flesh out like minor characters, like be like, here's all these like minor throwouts and stuff like that. And I, I think that's kinda cool too. Could you imagine in the in the alternate universe where James Gunn has control of that show and gets mm. to do all the minor characters that are arrested and the crimes they're arrested the, for? The master of minor characters, <laughs> James Gunn. Uh. Either way, I'm looking forward to She-Hulk. Like I said, the character to me, I have no attachment to the character. I couldn't give a damn less 
But the show does look good, and I'm excited for it now. I remember uh, we had, this is, probably, this is definitely too much information, but there was a, a She-Hulk action figure when I was growing up that I had a crush on. So, you know, she was pretty. Then, You're moving welcome. away from... <laughs> it was a perfect time to uh, transition. That's why they call so me the Segway Master. So, so I think the other big thing is the end of Phase 4 is going to be Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which, as we said at the top of the show, the trailer dropped while we had already been recording. So none of us have actually watched it yet. Do we want to take this time to go ahead and, and watch the trailer with each other and, and live react to it and talk a little bit about it? Yeah. And if so, what's the best way to do it? Do we just all on our own? Yeah, we can all on our own do it. Uh, I'm not going to be listening. I'll be listening, watching subtitles because if I play the sound, they'll be able to hear it. But, uh, yeah, we just watch it. You ready? Okay. And and obviously, we'll be watching this. Feel free to um, say your thoughts as things are happening. Absolutely. I've got it pulled up on the YouTubes Who's right that? now. Is that uh, Nyong'o right there? Wait, wait, wait. Did you already start it? We haven't started it. We haven't started it. All right. I started it. Yeah, I'm 20 seconds in. Oh, Drew, you're behind. (laughs) Okay, yeah. More more Wakanda. Uh, Looks like, yeah, Queen sitting in the throne. Very cool. Was wondering who was in charge. Um... Mm, Yeah, see, I might cry. (laughs) I might actually cry. Because Chadwick Boseman, man, that shit gets to me. Um, Because it looks like they're talking about him being dead. And yeah, she's crying. His sister's crying. Someone's pregnant. And a baby is born. (laughs) Baby born underwater. Mm Mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler. Everything's gonna be all right. Ooh, that's a cool, cool looking garb. So when we oh, got, looks like we got Namor. Got baby, yeah, baby born underwater. It's got to be Namor, right? Potentially, yeah. Because there's a bunch. We saw we saw a bunch of people clinging to whales. Oh, damn, that was dope. All those Atlanteans riding on the side of the whales. Yeah, that was cool. Yep, there, there's. Oh, yep, there's Namor. There's the man. Pointy ears. Okay. Okay. They're the United Nations. Yeah, see, there's... Oh, man, see, there's a big... I'm, I'm right where you are, John. There's a mural. Uh, oh, we just got an Ironheart reference. There's literally an Ironheart that someone hammered out of... Is she introduced in, in this? I guess uh, apparently, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, Namor looks cool. There's a lot of crying... There's a lot of cool action sequences. Oh. Someone was Black Panther. All they showed was the costume from the back and the claws being uh, empty. Comes out in November. So. November. Okay. Yeah, seeing Chadwick Boseman's mural on the wall is trying to get the <laughs> Um, I did not really care for the first Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I love not a, and and I'm not a, I'm indifferent on the second one. Uh, I'll go see Wakanda Forever because of course I will because I'm a movie Marvel nerd all day. 
Black, but uh, I'll have that, that didn't watch get it me again stoked. separately because it, I thought I was gonna get a little bit more like plot from this. Um, which I mean, we did a, a bit. I mean, there's obviously a lot going on here. There's a lot, a lot going on between Namor's people. It looks like that's gonna be way bigger part of it than I thought it would be. Um, but definitely looks like they are grieving the loss of Chadwick Boseman of Black Panther. Um, yeah, so sad. Man, it's just so sad. But what are you gonna do? Um, it looks like they're handling it the right way, though. They're, it doesn't look like they're replacing him because that would be just a straight kick in the teeth. I don't think anyone would be okay with that. But no, I love Black Panther, uh, and this looks good. I, I'm pretty psyched for it. Namor. I'm a little lukewarm on, but uh, we're getting a lot of the I'm references like... that I'm looking forward to, like Ironheart. I'm looking forward to seeing who picks up the mantle and who rules Wakanda and all that stuff. So, I like Namor as a villain. I think he's a great villain. Mm. Um, the to me, there's there's something about like the Atlanteans and the ocean fighting the surface people that just kind of makes sense. Uh, that they would be pissed off at all the things that we do that constantly destroy their ecosystem. Like, I get it. Yeah. If, if you know, I'm sure that's not what the plot to this is. It can't the be. Wakandans, yeah, Wakandans can't. probably aren't destroying the ocean. Yeah, Wakandans don't pollute at all. They probably only fix the planet, but, yeah. Uh, still looking forward to, to Namor to see what him and his people are doing and what that means, again, for the future of Marvel. Um, <laughs> Namor's a big deal. Yeah. The underwater people are a big deal. So... An entire an race of people living in the yeah. water. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, I think it's it's cool. Also, the the Atlanteans versus the Wakandans. These two sort of hidden societies going to war. Uh, it's almost would be an invisible war to anyone else on the world, but it would be the two most advanced civilizations duking it out. Yeah. This this could be it. Could be cool. Wakanda Forever looks all right. It's um, I, I'm more excited for She Hulk. Yeah, it's tough. It's just when you're watching it live like this, it's a lot to take in. I thought there's some really pretty shots in the trailer. I'm still going to have to find out more. I, I need to know. Just need to know more. I guess that's the greedy fan in me. I just, I, I need more. You'll, um, you'll have all you need I, in November, yeah. No, nah, and it'll be here before we know it. And and look, you know, I, uh, I had a pretty lukewarm reception to Moon Knight and... I thought Miss Marvel started really strong, and I think I, I thought it lagged a little bit in the middle. And I think that both of those series would have been better suited to be movies. So I'm excited that this is a movie with some characters returning that we've seen that's also going to introduce some new ones. Because maybe that's going to be a little bit more yeah. interesting. Yeah, Miss, more I agree about Miss Marvel. Uh, I love the beginning. It sags in the middle. It gets really good at the end, I think. Uh, and when she. The scene where she runs across like traffic uh, in her suit for the first time is what just one of my favorite scenes in anything. It's so cool. So okay, so we talked a little bit of Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> Everyone Black hit up Pan Drew with oh hashtag. Boy. Oh boy! Black what a what a bad what a bad flub. <laughs> um, Black Panther. So phase five. I've got the list up here in front of me, and I'm just going to go through these quickly because a lot of them are just given dates and things, and and we still don't know a whole lot. It's just confirmation. So, Phase 5 will start off with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I'm excited for that. Excited for that. Then it, then in the spring, we'll get Secret Invasion on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. 
then we will get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May eh. 2023. Eh. Uh, that summer, we will also get Echo on Disney Plus and Loki Season 2 um, on Disney Plus. We'll also get The Marvels, which will be theatrically released uh, on July 20th, I believe is what that says, 2023? July 2023. Then Blade in November of 2023. Looking forward to Blade. Oh, man. I've been looking forward to Blade since Blade Trinity. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the fall, we will also get Ironheart on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anything about that character, so. Um, I don't know a lot, but I am looking. I'm excited from what I do know. Looking forward to trailers on that one, because I don't know how to feel about it. We'll get... This is the one that I'm like, why? Why are you guys doing this? In winter of 2023, it looks like it'll bleed over into 2024. We're getting Agatha, Coven of Chaos. This is like a sequel series to WandaVision. Yeah. Starring um, Catherine Hahn's uh, Agatha character. So I think that what we're going to do here is... I I think that Disney has learned from their Star Wars line. And they know that they have to title shows in a clever way to keep fans from trying to figure out what the show is actually going to be about. I think that Agatha could be the return of White Vision or something like that. And how are they going to serve us that platter without us seeing it coming? So I'm hopeful for what Agatha really is, because I don't think it's actually Agatha. Huh. And they, I, I mean, I hope that's the case. I think that they, they've got to do something there to make it to make me watch it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I mean, really know just from the title what to expect. Alone, I'm not interested. I imagine some heavy Scarlet Witch involvement. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I kind of got the impression from the ending of of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that Elizabeth Olsen might be done. Maybe. I mean, uh, but but we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see. And so the other big one, spring 2024 on Disney Plus, we'll get Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. Which is confirmed to have Charlie Cox as Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio returning as Kingpin. And I do think that Echo is going to lead us right into Daredevil as far as the storylines are concerned. Almost definitely. I think that that's probably a safe bet. It's a fair bet, yeah. And the last uh, entry into Phase 5 in May of 2024 will be Captain America New World Order. That title makes me think that that movie's going to go off. Yeah, so this one was one of the ones where, like, my eyebrows went up, my head lifted, and I was like, what is this? What is right, this? Because Hulk Hogan will be there, and... They're going to have Kevin Nash, Kevin the, Nash ghost, the ghost of Scott Hall. Uh-huh. What? They're all Oh, God. Damn it. What, the, the new world? <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, they would never have Hulk Hogan. He's publicly said racial slurs. Uh, <laughs> and had a sex team. This is what makes him a perfect villain for Anthony Mackie's. <laughs> oh, no. America. He's going to get him. I really do think that Hulk Hogan would be a perfect villain for Anthony Mackie's Captain I've been I've been dying to see Anthony Mackie as Captain America in a movie. I've been I've been dying for it. Like his love... his combo Falcon Captain America shtick he's got going on so cool. His suit I thought looked really cool yeah. in Falcon Winter Soldier TV show. And if this is you know, this is gonna be in theaters, this will be up on the movie screens. I bet they'll only make it look better, cooler. I thought 
say what you will about Captain America and the Winter Soldier, because I know it's not the overall favorite oh. Disney Plus show by any means. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. But the one of the first action scenes in the first episode of the show, to me, was a top MCU action scene, period. When he, like, flies action. through the helicopter. Dude, that was... Yes. I liked that show. I loved the Flag Smashers. I liked what they were doing. They were finally dealing with the the, the people that uh, blinked or whatever. Uh, like, they, they dealt with that. They showed real-world consequences, and it wasn't... You know, because I always get upset at these kinds of things when it's like, oh, this crazy thing happened, but it didn't affect the world at all, and then this show was like, consequences. I liked it. The worst part of Falcon Winter Soldier was every time Sebastian Stan was on screen. <laughs> Winter Soldier is just boring. He's just boring. Well, he's, he's good when he's with Captain America because he's like the opposite Cap. Well, he's like but 80 years old. He's, he's uh, I mean, just the... His, uh, Sebastian Stan's a good actor, but as Winter Soldier, he plays it pretty stoic. He plays it pretty, pretty straight and pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, and he just didn't really knock my socks off. Um, whereas I thought Anthony Mackie and and was was awesome. And I would love to see more of that Captain America. I hope that that movie doesn't have a whole lot of Winter Soldier in it. I, mean, I imagine it would have some, but well. yeah, it's definitely called Captain America. Though. So I'm I'm all for it. New World Order. Y'all's joke got me good. Um. <laughs> I just I want to touch on a few other things about. Um this panel we you know i said earlier already about fantastic four and the two avengers movies to come so i won't go in and there's nothing really more to say about it we don't know anything but i will say this they showed at comic con at the actual hall h panel some in-room only trailers and things that we unfortunately don't get to see did you see the but line for some... hall h oh it's insane it was like Always. 10 miles <laughs> it was like wrapped around the bay like it was crazy so they showed an in-room trailer for Secret Invasion, um, in mm. which the general vibe of what I'm seeing is just, you know, Nick Fury's coming back to Earth, stuff's going down, he doesn't want to be there, but he's forced to be, and, I mean, that's really it. He's it's tired of all like, these motherfucking scrolls. Right. Yeah. So they go through this stuff pretty fast. They showed an in-room trailer for Ant-Man Quantumania as well. Um, apparently, Scott Lang has written a book about saving the world... Um, and his family's giving him a hard time over it, then they all get sucked into the quantum realm, and Kang is there. And he says, you know, have I killed you before? Something along those lines. That's what he asks Scott. And apparently MODOK was also in it. Yes! Hey, what's up, MODOK? MODOK! I wonder if he's still voiced by Patton Oswalt. I hope it's just Patton Oswalt's beautiful fat head. That's all I ever wanted. I love Patton Oswalt so much. And then in... They also did an in-room uh, trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm. Uh, it looks like there is some stuff of Gamora leading the Ravagers in this. So, and cool. of course, this Ooh. is the new Gamora, not the old Gamora, because the old Gamora died and all the stuff that happened in Endgame. Um, but apparently Groot is big again. Uh, but there's some stuff with Baby Rocket and some flashbacks and looking like it's the movie's focusing a lot on the Peter and Gamora stuff and him wanting to be reunited with her and she doesn't even know of him and has no memory of, obviously, the relationship. But also some stuff about Rocket's past and going into flashbacks of Rocket or figuring out where he came from. 
They also had uh, the speaking of high evolutionary. I guess is the is the bad guy in it, and the he appeared at the panel as well. Is he the guy speaking that turns people Groot. into dinosaurs? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Did of you Groot. guys see the the trailer for the Disney Plus Groot show? Yes, and it I was did. adorable. I yeah, that was like a, something I didn't know that I needed. It reminds me of the Baymax show. It, it looks like it's going to be six shorts of little baby Groot getting in, getting into trouble. It was cuteness overload, like times a thousand. My mom yeah. is going to be so happy. Yeah, that made me want to die. It was so adorable. It was I'm way all too about cute. that baby shorts. You're it's all like the, <laughs> you cut out on my side. So I just heard you say you're all about baby shorts. <laughs> I'm all about those baby shorts, man. They're real small. It looks like the villain in uh, Guardians 3, the High Evolutionary, is going to be played by Mern from Peacemaker. Remember the guy that played Mern, Peacemaker? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Which was... makes sense, because it's James Gunn, you know. You you remember Mern, John? He was, the, like, the, the leader of the task force. That yeah, the, weird old the, one that, dude. the one that actually had the, the bug, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say, I'm going to butcher his name. It's like Chuck Woody Iwushi, I think is maybe how, something along those lines. It's it's a name that I, of course, is going to butcher. Um, so let's see. It looks like that's all kind of the in-room stuff that they showed that we didn't get to see. I just wanted to comment on that. Uh, but that's Marvel. It's a ton of stuff. And I'm glad that they've maybe said, shed some light on where they're going here. Yeah. I don't know if it gets me like I'm not like super pumped. There's there's just a lot. I'm oh, I didn't mention Thunderbolts. That wasn't on that timeline that I looked at. But Phase Five ends with Thunderbolts, which I assume is going to be the team that uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus has been setting up in some of these movies already, like uh, Yelena and the uh, U.S. agent and some of those characters. That, are going to get pulled in. That's my assumption. Racist Cap? We're getting some more Racist Cap back? I think so. It's Racist Cap's name, U.S. Agent? Yeah. Yes. Alright, cool. I'm glad I know. I'm glad I know his name now. Mm. The only agent I want to see is freaking Agent Venom. That's the only agent I want to yes. see. Yes! Oh my god, I want Agent Venom agent... to just be all over me. So... Just from head to toe. So good. Agent Venom. They have all these uh, characters that are top tier that they don't use. And, like, I know Sony has, like, Venom stuff, but come on. Worth noting, Thunderbolts will be a theatrical release July 2024. I assumed. I assume it sounds like movie movie quality. You can't do Thunderbolts on a limit. You know, you need budget for Thunderbolts. I don't know who else is on that team. Never collected Thunderbolts books. Uh, A lot of people have been on it. If it's Red just was U.S. agent and Yelena, then I'm not super excited for that. No, there's way more people. Typically in the past, uh, Red Hulk was always part of it, but just unfortunately, well, I believe it was uh, William Hurt portrayed him in the movies, and he just recently passed away uh, back in March. So I don't because General Thunderbolt Ross right, is right. Red Hulk. And so I don't know if they'll recast him or what, but I would imagine you get Red Hulk, you get U.S. Agent as kind of your, your, uh, is your Captain America stand-in, Yelena's your, your Black, Black Widow stand-in, you've got your Hulk, and then you just need a few others, and, uh, I'm sure they'll, maybe we'll, that doesn't come out until 
summer 2024, so we've got plenty in between now and then. If they can find some way to introduce Red Hulk in the next two years, I could I could get behind that. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, they. I think they could put pretty much any villain that they're going to be using in there, so it could be cool. Um, are the Thunderbolts, like, anti-heroes, or are they just villains that are working th- for the government? I think they're, like, Suicide Squad style. Uh, Deadpool has been in Thunderbolts in the past, and, you know, they have Ooh. said Marvel, you know, is bringing back Ryan Reynolds, and there's, which, interesting that that wasn't mentioned at the panel, and, and even though that movie has a director and everything. They're probably going to drop Punisher. They're probably going to drop Punisher, Electra. If they brought Ryan Reynolds in, I think that would give them the star power they need to release that movie as a summer blockbuster. With Deadpool and Yelena and U.S. Agent. I, I think that those are that's enough big names. It's enough. There were a couple other like Marvel announcements that didn't really have a lot with them. Uh, but I think they're doing what they said. So they were already doing What If Season 2, but they confirmed Season 3. Right. They did an anim- a Marvel animation panel yeah. yesterday, and so that's where this news came out. Yeah, they had uh, What If Season 2, uh, Marvel Zombies. They confirmed that... Marvel Zombies will have all the blood and gore that you expect from a zombie show, uh, which was good to hear. They introduced a kid's show uh, about Moon Girl. If you don't know Moon Girl, she's the smartest MCU character, uh, like, canonically. They did more about X-Men 97. Yes. That's where they showed the I Am Groot trailer, which seems like that's going to be in line with some of the other short-form animated shows they've done on Disney+. Uh, Think along the lines of Doug Days on the Pixar side or even the new Baymax series that came out. They're usually like six to eight minutes long, just little shorts. You'll get probably about six of them, and and I'm assuming that's what it'll be. Um, Uh, There's something else I'm forgetting. Oh, and then there's the... The Spider-Man, what's the show called? It's like the, the high school-based Spider-Man yeah. animated show. Yeah, uh, Freshman Year? Yes. Yeah, do. Spider-Man Freshman Year. They recently, I think they announced that William Shatner is joining the cast. Um, which, eh. And then, what was I it? I did read that Charlie Cox is going to voice Daredevil in that show. Yeah, that, that was another one. Um... And they screened the first episode of What If Season 2 there, which is a more uh, continuing the Captain Carter story. Oh, that's really cool. I liked the way hers ended, because she dro- she flew through a Cthulhu portal with a sword and shield, and I want to see how that turns out. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, the other thing... Um, it introduces her Winter Soldier opponent, or something of the sort. Interesting. Yeah, no, the... Damn, I keep forgetting as I'm about to say it. Um, never mind. Oh, yeah, X-Men. The X-Men show, they announced, like, the crew. I, I was kind of lackluster on the crew because it was just, like, those are, yeah, those are the X-Men, you know? Like, yeah, Storm, Beast, there was Jubilee. There nobody new or Yeah, nobody, yeah no one's surprising. The they brought them out the one thing. by one by one, and it was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then the last one, it was like, Cyclops! <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah it, it, no surprises. I saw, the, I saw exactly what you're talking about, where yeah. on the screen and the characters appeared, <laughs> and it gets to be, there's like two spots, I'm like, oh, they're gonna have somebody exciting. And the second <laughs> to last person was Jubilee, I was yeah. like, come on! And then Cyclops! And it's like, oh no! But the only, the only thing that uh, really stuck out about it was, so, uh, apparently at the end of the animated series, which I haven't watched in, you know, years, uh, 
like Professor X goes to space or something, uh, and Magneto takes over the team, and they're picking up there. So Magneto is going to be the leader of the team in this, um, which is cool, and it will apparently just like follow the exact same story from the animated show. I um not a big fan of Cyclops. I think we could do away <laughs> with Cyclops. I know that Storm is also the X-Men team leader, and I think that she's a cooler team leader with Way a better cooler. story that's more interesting uh, than Scott Summers, the rich, athletic, white guy who's smart and strong. The rich, athletic, likes philandering, uh, terrible like, husband, <laughs> terrible yeah, father. Yeah. I've seen that guy. Um, Scott Summers piece of shit. Wolverine's already a piece of shit. You know what I mean? You don't mm. need two struggling pieces of crap on the team. <laughs> uh, so I think you could have done away with Cyclops and Jubilee and given us some interesting characters. Storm is a way better team leader. Mohawk Storm. Yeah, hell yeah, Mohawk Storm. It's a, it's a shame we didn't get to see live-action Mohawk Storm with Chadwick <laughs> Boseman's... Um, Black Panther. That's really what I wanted to see. That's what I was hoping Wakanda forever would be. Yeah, because canonically, uh, she becomes the queen of Wakanda if she marries him, right? In the comics? That's correct. That would have been sick! That would have been sick. That would have been fresh to death out of control, sir. Meanwhile, Scott Summers and Wolverine are arguing over Jean Grey again for 20 years? Like, no thanks. They they know there's other redheads, right? (laughs) They know that, right? Emma Frost. That's how you can include Cyclops. (laughs) Some other things worth pointing out, you know, DC had their panel today, which really the only big thing to come out of that, for the public at least, was their first Shazam. Yeah. Which I thought looked fun. I mean, I thought the first Shazam was really fun, and this looked like it was more fun. So... I'm, I'm Zach. Good. Zach Levy looks like he aged fifteen to twenty years since the last movie, though. That's the only thing I noticed. I was like, ah, I was like, that's kind of scary. Um, and then I don't remember the first Shazam. I saw it. I watched it. Oh, I, I don't did. remember the villains. I just remember it being kind of silly. Um, I don't. I don't remember was wanting Mark Strong playing a villain again in that one. So I mean. There's not that much to remember. The main thing you need to know is at the end, all his family shows up and they all get Shazam powers too. Because that one's that's continuing into the new one. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it's definitely something else. I it gotta looks, give him credit for that. It looks entertaining. Sorry, spoilers for Shazam, a movie that came out you know <laughs> ten years, ago. four years ago or so. Unless you look at Zach, exactly his face, and then it's been two decades. And now has a new trailer that shows all of this stuff anyway. So. No worries. <laughs> yeah, no, Shazam, I mean, the first Shazam was entertaining for sure. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, the second one looks okay. Um, the other thing I heard about DC is that they're they're officially being like, okay, we're not doing any more Snyderverse, and I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, there were a lot of stories that actually just broke within the past week about how all of the Snyder cut Twitter folks, like most of them were bots and all this stuff that everybody pretty much knew. <laughs> so no one ever wanted the Snyder Cut? It was bots? That's really funny. That's top tier funny. Yeah, it was, uh, it, most of the campaign backing the, the Snyder Cut was, was bots. So. That's. Yeah. That's, I don't know, that's, and that makes a lot of sense because all of those movies are bottom of the barrel garbage. <laughs> 
Rolling Stone is actually the one that broke it, but it was exclusive. Their, their headline, exclusive. Fake accounts fueled the Snyder Cut online army. A Warder Media report reveals that bots and other inauthentic users bolstered the fan-led campaign for director Zack Snyder's Justice League do-over. So there you have it. Good. That tracks, because all of those movies are bad, and when it came out, everyone was like, you gotta watch the six-hour version! And I was like, no! No, I do not have to watch the six-hour version. Uh, and now I feel justified. Me too. I never watched the Snyder Cut because how could it be good? It was garbage. Yeah, it's just more of a really, really bad thing. You can't polish like... a turd and turn it into gold, man. You can't do right. it. If you bring me a plate from the kitchen that just has dog crap on it, and then you go back and you're like, no, 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 no. you got to just keep eating it. That's yeah. not going to make me like dog crap more. Stop. Stop serving us dog crap. <laughs> Our boy uh, James The Rock Johnson, aka Dwayne The Rock Johnson, did appear in Hall H dressed in his full Black Adam Hell yeah. costume. Uh, so, and I guess they showed a, a new trailer for it in house, but that hasn't been released online. I don't think they did really anything with the Flash or, or Aquaman at that. Looks like they were f focusing on the new characters, which. Who knows what they're going to do with the Flash, but I, I don't think they touched on it at all. Uh, and then some other things to comment on. There's been a lot of trailers released. Um, Jahan, I know you were sharing some with us about like some Walking Dead news, some things they went through there. You know, I don't watch that show. Yeah. Uh, I know that there are some people that looks like they're happy that Rick and is it Michonne is Michonne, the popular yeah. character? Michonne. That they're getting their stories wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they so there was always like rumored since the episode like three seasons ago where Rick like disappeared or whatever. There's like he's coming back in a movie. They're doing a Walking Dead movie. They're not doing a Walking Dead movie. They're doing this Rick Grimes and Michonne show instead. Um, also, they announced and there is a trailer for Tales of the Walking Dead. Which I think is supposed to be six like stories about the Walking All about Dead, the pets of the survivors. <laughs> That'd be awful. No, it's um, it's like just six different. I think it's six like separate stories about all the different uh, groups. Like, I know one story was like Alpha and her daughter. I think before they like formed the the the, the Whisperers. And then there were some people I didn't recognize at all. Uh, I know Terry Crews was there. Terry Crews is in this. Uh, so really excited about that. Walking Dead hasn't been the best the past few seasons, but I've hung in there, and, you know, I'm going to finish it. So <laughs> that's well, not doing it for you, John. They're doing they're it for doing me. It for I'm doing it for them. I, I feel at this point they should, they should appreciate me more. <laughs> I do want to talk about uh, the Dungeons & Dragons movie mm -hmm. that finally debuted its trailer which obviously y'all do three was met with absolute disdain by the dungeons and dragons community which is hilarious because i'm not in tune with what they're thinking i thought it was a great trailer i thought it looked super fun well obviously you don't know Oh no! Don't be this fan. Foremost, boy. let's let the owl bear out of the bag. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Druids can't become owl bears. Who? Why? Cares? Why, Drew? Why can't they? 
because they I can't turn because an owl care. bear is a monstrosity and druids can only turn into natural and I, I actually don't care i actually thought it looked really cool yeah, um, but pump the brakes because everybody had a tizzy fit about it. They did, but also druids can cast polymorph, and they can also turn into druids whatever. can cast polymorph. Yes, yeah, they can turn into anything in the entire book. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why everybody cried. It's probably because they're a bunch of fat losers. Uh, <laughs> Jahan and I play tabletop games. You know what I mean? We're like big D and D guys. I just told you we spent all day playing Solasta. We we stayed up last night till like two. We played all day today until right before the stream. Like, look, I'm not trying to crap on D&D fans. I'm trying to crap on fat idiot assholes. Uh, yeah, uh, you're definitely getting the the, the the bad fans on this for sure. That's yep. It's such... Like, you have to play the game to know that at all. You have to, like, know the rules to know that at all. You have to know the rules for Druid to know that at all. And plus, you also have to not know the rules because, like Gary said, Druids can cast Polymorph. Um, which doesn't necessarily work the way it did on screen, but hey, it's not that. It's a Dungeons and Dragons movie. It's fantasy. There's magic. You can't, you know, it's just ridiculous. So, besides what else the were all the D&D, yeah, I want to know what else the D&D fanboys were mad about. Please, uh, please tell me so I can I mean, laugh at them. I mean, there were some other things. I thought it was weird uh, that the bard was subconscious, like self-conscious about his loot playing because like that's what they do it was kind of funny though um i liked michelle rodriguez i thought that I was not I, oh my god that's the dumbest thing what do you mean that you're excited that's like she was not even tough in 1999 when she was in a fast and the furious movie what? now she's like 50 and she's supposed to be the barbarian she's a barbarian Get out of my face she no. was born Jahan. to play that role gary Barbarians aren't four foot eight Yes? I'm with you on this. Absolutely! I'm Absolutely! Barbarian. This movie is going to be such a colossal piece of dog crap. Every Dungeons & Dragons movie ever made live Not action true. has been terrible. Not true. The original Dungeons & Dragons movie was terrible. It was awful, irredeemable trash. The second Dungeons & Dragons movie, uh, where they have to stop... The awakening of the dragon uh, that is being aided by that the lich. So bad. I thought that was a good one. I love that so movie. Bad. And then the Book of Vile Darkness movie. I thought was great. I loved it. I don't even know what to do with you right now. It was so good. All every single one of those movies is like a three out of ten or worse. The second movie, and the heroes of this... the realm gather to stop the destruction of the kingdom. Classic D&D. Fantastic. Uh, the, the, the warrior comes out of retirement and he has to lead this band. It's like you didn't... You're, you're not re at all talking about the production value of the movie. The production value was eh. No, it's awful. It's, it's eh. like worse than a sci-fi original. It was like a sci-fi original. I'm fine with that. You're just crazy. Terrible man. movies. Book of and Vile Darkness after that with the Vermin Lord was fantastic. And the Shadar Kai chick that was a total babe. Point of fact. And uh, the guy had to infiltrate the cult. Uh, he had to infiltrate the bad guys as a paladin and keep his paladinry secret so that he could investigate the Book of Vile Darkness. Right. I feel you know like what? you're really tied Please, up on yeah, the storylines. Uh, you're, you're not talking about <laughs> any of the acting. 
none of the characters' names uh, stick out because their performances are terrible. The acting, was, like, all right, the acting wasn't like, great. The production value wasn't great. Yeah, um, they're bad. Their directing is bad. The camera angles are bad. You can love them because you like fantasy, but they're objectively bad movies. They are objectively bad movies. But this I like them. new Dungeons and Dragons movie to me looks like another objectively bad movie. See, the characters look too clean. Their outfits look really cheesy. To me, there's a ton of times where the production value looks bad. The production and there's value other looks times great where you can movie. where you can tell they spent the money on on some of the dragons and stuff. Some of the stuff looks really good. Some of it looks really bad i think it was silly while i was watching that trailer i i couldn't help but think after everything that game of thrones built up when daenerys's dragons flew over and murdered all of the people on the battlefield it was such a terrifying scary awesome moment yeah and then watching this trailer when the dragon flies over and scorches the battlefield i didn't care at all yeah this dungeons and dragons should be a series you can never ever ever talk about enough characters enough side plot enough storylines in one movie to make it feel like dungeons and dragons there you need to be juggling like six plots for six characters hey, you need the lord of the rings and, it it needs to be a trilogy yeah, yeah this is this is not it this is not the movie this is going to be bad and then putting led zeppelin in the trailer was just like eye rollingly to me, it's like they're doing the 2020 thing. They're doing the you Thor thing. In, yeah, they're doing the... It's so cool because they did that. They are. All right, so... I just think you're looking into it too hard. I think that this, with the, the creative team behind it, they come from a history of comedies. The directing duo did Game Night a few years ago, which is <laughs> one, of the, one of my favorite comedies that's come out in recent And now they're doing another movie about a game. Yeah. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> And I think that this is going to be rooted in the comedy. Mm. It's going to be more accessible to people that maybe don't. I think that the trailer was funny enough and interesting enough that non-D&D players and fans will be interested to see the movie. Because I think, yeah, unfortunately, it's just the truth. There are people that are not, that have not played D&D, that have not been introduced to it. There is a stigma against it if they are if they really don't know what it's all about yeah. as being almost one step too nerdy. It just it is what it is, and this is going to be approachable for those people to see a movie that looks funny with Chris Pine and Hugh Grant and people they recognize making jokes. But I think it's going to have enough rooted in the real. D&D lore or universe or gameplay or things. I mean, obviously we've yeah. already seen things in the trailer, like the Owlbear thing we, we joked about. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was just joking. There's, but I think there's going to be enough there to make fans fans of the game happy. People who don't care about the game have a, have a good time seeing a movie with some effects and things that look alright in, in an overall funny storyline. I think that's what they're See, going for. I think that will be. Here, let it'll me, be a good time at the movie theater. Let me summer. help bridge the gap, because I actually agree completely with both of you. Uh, like, completely. Um, this is definitely a big-budget, like, cash grab using a known IP to fill in the cracks of an otherwise meh movie. Definitely. Definitely well, a lot of star to, power. Absolutely. It reminds me of the World of Warcraft movie yeah, in that regard. A little bit, yeah. This looks much better. Though. <laughs> that movie blew it so hard. It's going to take itself a lot less serious. Yeah. It, um, it does look better than the live-action World of Warcraft movie. But to me, not that much better. It, 
it, I think so. I actually think this looks like it's going to be really fun, entertaining as a movie. Uh, I think that the effects look great. I enjoy, you know, you get to see you see Gelatinous Cube, you see a mimic, you see the Displacer Beast, Owl Bear, all classic. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons movies. They use like all the ones that they own that other fantasy games can't use. You know what I mean? Pretty cool. Um, I like the cast. The cast is exciting. Um, I think it's going to be good. But yeah, it's always hard to watch something that you know you were shunned for or like abused about enter new stages of mainstream. You know what I mean? It's always hard. Um, yeah. It's your baby. It's your. This is something that you've yeah. been playing for for a long time. Yeah, so and we did not get laid and because of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it never. I never. Well, maybe when I was older. Uh, it. You know. It. It does. I remember one of the first like gifts Jenny ever got me. Uh, before we even were dating, was like a metal D twenty. She got at a convention. So you know, Dungeons and Dragons has always been a big part of my life. Um. I think this I've looks good. There. Yeah, I've been there as a Marvel fan, you know, and it's the thing that I liked. And comic books were nerdy, and now comic books and Marvel are the biggest franchise IP on the planet. It's the craziest thing. But I mean, there was a time when I was in junior high, and I was pissed that Spider-Man in the movie was shooting webs directly from his wrist. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm much I'm older, and I'm I don't know if I'm necessarily wiser, but I'm. I passed that stage of my life. Yeah. And, you know, this is another new franchise IP that's going to be made for mass audiences. That's of course going to leave hardcore members of the, the fandom mad in some way or another. But I think this looks fun. I think it looks fun. Uh, the cast is great. I can't believe Hugh Grant's in this. Uh, so weird, but yeah, it's definitely looks like a fun, awesome movie about Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm definitely going to watch it and probably like it, but it is also watching something you love get like screwed in the butt by a Hollywood producer. Like it's definitely like you know what I think we're being forced about, to watch. You know what I think's weird about American mainstream culture? It's it's not it's too nerdy, right, to play D and D. It's it's viewed as a little too nerdy by yeah. some people. I completely agree. Mm. But in our culture, it's, like, totally cool to go to someone's house and just sit around and just drink alcohol until everybody <laughs> is, like, faded as hell. And that's cool. Like, that's a cool thing to do. But sitting around with your friends and, and like, telling a story together. <laughs> you mean oh, it's no. not oh, that you is mean, a cool thing to do. You mean sitting around and worshipping the devil, Gary? <laughs> I, I will say this. I think that D&D right now, now maybe this is the news outlets I choose to follow and how my Twitter feed set up and the things that I see. But I do feel like D and D right now is more mainstream than it's been in my Ever. lifetime. Ever. And, Ever. Ever. and I've seen a lot of people that do play it and it's become a much more acceptable thing. More and more celebrities are doing it. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so what better time, you know, I think even though the movie, I haven't even seen the old Dungeons and Dragons movie um, that came out however many years ago. Why would you? They're terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. But, like, you know, that was probably ahead of its time as far as the mass audiences, too. And I think now's probably the right time if you are going to release yeah. a D&D titled movie. Oh, yeah. Starring Chris Pine, who's like, is a big star. I like Chris Pine. A lot of other big stars in it. And to me, Chris Pine's yeah. another one of those guys who's from, like, the year 2000. Chris Pine's from 2000. Michelle Rodriguez is from 2000. Hugh Grant's from 2000. 
All these people are... The Trek reboot came out in 2009, Gary. Come on. The first one or the last one? Chris Pine became more mainstream. I I loved all the Star Trek movies with them. Uh, I think they're doing a fourth one, um, which I would love. And then Justice Smith was awesome in Detective Pikachu. Uh, Yeah, he's... I do not like him in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, though. He's He is a question mark for Take me. Take him or leave him like in there. Pikachu. So he's a that guy from Fallen Kingdom and Detective Pikachu, so you still, you're you're reaching for some top Yeah, what stars a great here. person to he's get the, to play in Dungeons and Dragons Wizard. He's, I was going to say he's the lead in Detective Pikachu, but really, I guess Ryan Reynolds is uh-huh. the one that they set, they put on the poster. Yeah. So. And it should have been, been Danny DeVito, DeVito damn it. Um, I think it's going to be bad. But I will see it, and what I really want is Henry Cavill, right? Is that who it is? I really want Henry Cavill to be able to make Warhammer happen. Dude, That's... he's trying. I keep hearing stuff about him. Like, he's he's been going to their headquarters a lot lately. I don't know, man. I, I don't like the way that this Dungeons & Dragons movie looks. I don't really like the aesthetic or the feel of it. I don't like what they're going for. I think... Uh, to me, Lord of the Rings is a Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's exactly what it is. Dungeons and Dragons is based off of Lord of the Rings. So that's what the movie should look like. That's yeah. what it should feel like and be like. And what this is is a Marvel knockoff of a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. movie that they think it's going to be a hot 2020 hit. Lord and it of the looks Rings. bad to me. The reason I want to see Warhammer is because it's grim dark and they're going to stick to grim dark and they're not going to make it silly and colorful and fill it full of music. They're going to stick to what it's uh, supposed to they be. They might. They might, Gary. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, no. wrap, I'm gonna wrap it up on yeah. on this one because I think we're going on the D and D talk a little too long. Yeah. But I, I do want to say uh, I just want to mention there was a last night when I was watching the Gray Man. It was after I finished the movie that I found out the John Wick Four uh, teaser had dropped, and I watched that immediately after having watched the Gray Man. Yeah. And even some of the action just in that teaser, I was like, "Oh, this, this, some of this looks like it's going to be better for sure than the movie I just watched." Or some of the action in that. I don't know if y'all caught that trailer. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the trailer. I um, did not watch it because I feel like it's probably exactly what I think it is. It's more John Wick. Yeah, yeah it's more yeah. John Wick. John Wickham. Hmm. Uh, I thought I thought it looked fine. Um, you know, John Wick. I watched John Wick finally because I'm very anti, like, I don't like mindless action, or I try not to, because I think it's dumb. Uh, but, I finally got around to watching John Wick Once Upon a Time, and I was like, holy crap, that was dope. I watched John Wick 2, that was dope, and then I was like, alright, fine, I'll watch John Wick 3. It was pretty good. John Wick 4, probably gonna be okay. <laughs> you know? I need to watch John Wick 3 again, because I saw it uh, during a premiere at Alamo Drafthouse, where they did all three movies in a row. So I watched one, two, and then the premiere of three, right? Hell after. yeah. Drew, you're an animal. I fucking three love John it. John Wick movies in a row <laughs> is a animal. lot of John Wick. Like, by yeah, the time is. the third one rolled around, I was like, I I was struggling to stay awake. I was struggling to pay attention just because I had watched so much John Wick action. I've always, so I need to watch that one again. I've always wanted to do the three in a row Lord of the Rings uh, thing that they do at Alamo sometimes where they feed you, like, a Hobbit meal. Like, they feed you, like, 12-course dinner. I could do that because I've seen those movies before, so I could, like, if I needed to, during a slower part, I could leave and we'll walk around for a minute and come back and be fine. 
I'm not guilty. You guys ever, uh, <laughs> they did Bad Boys 2 one time at Alamo Draft House, and they give everybody, like, pop guns, cap guns, so you can bang, bang, bang the whole time. <laughs> That's really did funny. They, did they do that for John Wick, Drew? They did not. No, they gave uh, you pens so you can friends. stab the people in front of you. That might have helped you stay awake if you were allowed to bring your dog and then everyone had cap guns. Um, let's see. Well, speaking of, you mentioned Lord of the Rings. There, You know, what, for, for me, the way that I consume content and things is, you know, Comic-Con's happening now. There are things that come out within the next month or two. Like, uh... Game of Thrones, you know, the House House of the Dragon and um, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power and the Sandman show and all those things that come out like they're just around the corner. So there were new trailers or news coming out at Comic-Con, but I really wasn't paying attention to that stuff too much because I'm like, we're, we're about to have that. Like, we're about to get to it. So I'm not going to read up about it now. It's it's around the corner. I find it more interesting to see like what's coming in the future. So I, I just want to give a shout out to those things because. Yeah. There, you know, there was a new House of the Dragon trailer that dropped in the past week. I thought it looked really good. Um, it looks surprisingly good. Um, I'm surprised with the time frame they're choosing because I didn't realize. It seems like it's after the Targaryens already came to Westeros. And, like, I don't want... That's not what I wanted. I wanted to see them invade Westeros. <laughs> that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? Here's the thing, too. It's like, I didn't think... I wanted any more Game of Thrones at all, period. Like, the show True. ended. I invested all that time in it. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need spinoffs and things. And I always thought, you know, I'll watch it probably when it comes out because, you know, why not? But I wasn't excited for it. But now, as it's around the corner, it comes out, I think, August 21st is the premiere. Yeah. I'm like, man, I kind of am ready for Game of Thrones to be kind of a weekly water cooler discussion like it was back in the day. And I think that they know it has to be good. Uh, yeah, when Jenny got uh, COVID like a few months back, she started rewatching. Uh, <laughs> she she caught up. She watched all of it again. So we're we're ready. It's just such a big franchise for HBO. They know that how the the last season was kind of received and the ending, and I think they know it has to be good. So I'm fingers crossed that it will be good. It's just going to be hard. A lot of fantasy well, content because you're getting well, that. It sounds like they're with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It sounds like they're going to try and fix their bad season with the other spin-off show that got announced, uh, the Jon Snow the show. Jon Snow. Yeah, it sounds like they might try to fix <laughs> their mess. If yeah. they're not going to throw in a bunch of humor and have a bunch of Led Zeppelin songs, <laughs> then I'm not going to watch it, because that's what fantasy is supposed to be. Yeah, poor Kit Harrington, man. Like, I just hasn't really done anything that's been successful outside of Game of Thrones. He's been having a rough go of it. And then he was in Eternals. He's but... weird and boring. <laughs> and, he, and he's weird in, in Eternals. And that movie was weird and not very good and not very well received. And I don't think there's any mention of Eternals at uh, Comic-Con just now. So, they're, they're so, so he's going back to the well. He's I would like, be surprised. I would be surprised if they ever touched any of that stuff again. Because as I mentioned before... There is a celestial sticking out of the planet somewhere, and they have never mentioned it outside of the Eternal, so I don't think they're planning on touching that stuff. All right. Kit Harrington is like the worst offender of standing around in the dark and whispering, which you know, is <laughs> one of the biggest things I complain about in movies and shows. Remember the last season and you couldn't see any of it? 
Yeah. <laughs> Every time Jon Snow's on screen, it just gets darker and darker, and he's just quieter and quieter. He they just ran whispers. out of money, so they just like, just make it really dark. No one will yeah. know. Good lord. I don't think that right. was the reason why, but uh, no. So anyway, I, I don't. I think I've exhausted all the stuff from Comic Con so far. I wanted to talk about any other uh, news. There was a couple things. Uh, Wheel of Time uh, confirmed season three, so there will before be before season two is even before aired. season two is even aired. Uh, they will be doing three, so Ugh. at least at least we're gonna get some uh, like because I always worry. Like, fantasy shows need time sometimes, and, like, I worry they're going to get canceled too soon. I feel like uh, I'm pretty excited for that one. Uh, and then, I feel like there was a couple sure, other all things. all 12 of you will really enjoy it, so. I'll yeah. enjoy it. The, the eight people who watch it every week are going to love it. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll like it. And then, um... The other thing you wanted to talk about was Castlevania. Did they talk more about Castlevania? I know that I've mentioned it before, but yeah, they're doing Castlevania because uh, seasons one, two, three, and four were fire. They were hot fire. They were the grease, best thing, best animated show on Netflix probably. Um, and they are doing a sequel series to it, which follows the adventures of Richter during like the French Renaissance. Very exciting. Uh, and then also they're doing an interview with the Vampire Show on AMC, which is really weird. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah. Interview with a vampire show. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen. Agreed. I agree. Uh, it it looks like, from the scenes that they showed, it was, just, like, you could have, you could play scenes from the movie right over those, and it would just be frame by frame, almost. Uh, and it's not like the performances you're going to get out of that show are going to be better than the performances you've got out of that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not going to happen. So you, you can't. It's not something to remake. The interview with the vampire was really good in trying to to do that justice. You're just going to do it worse. Yeah. Don't even try. Yeah. Give us the vampire shows we really want. Give us more Buffy and Angel. That's what that's what the people want. Uh, give but, us new vampire content. They've tried. There is a new vampire show that follows uh, books that I I never watched because it looked terrible. And then um, it, I heard it was terrible. But everybody the, liked that one that Rogue was in. Rogue was in. Yeah. Rogue oh yeah, yeah. Um, True Blood. True Blood. I, I hear that like show gets True really Blood. stupid too. At the beginning, and then it, then it, I think the fans even turned on it. Yeah, it, yeah. it didn't. <laughs> it didn't finish well. Um, but. The vampire thing that is exciting, actually, is the vampire movie coming to Netflix, like, August 5th or something, like, very soon. Um, Day Shift, starring uh, Jamie Foxx and Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog and, uh, what's his name? Uh, not James Franco, his brother. Oh, Dave Franco. Dave Franco, yeah. yeah Dave, uh, Dave Franco and, yeah, vampire movie. Starring Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx. I watched a trailer for it like recently, like today, and it looks so. It looks so great. I'm so excited. It's really funny. Um, that's the vampire content we need. Uh, but yeah, I anything think, else? Come on, I'm ready to wrap. This I'm ready up. to wrap it, man. I think that's about it. Uh, so I guess yeah, that was our. Uh, those are San Diego Comic Con 2022 thoughts and opinions. 
Uh, let us know what you thought on Twitter. Like we tried to keep it organized as we could, right? We are kind of all we over tried. the place because there's a lot happening live. I feel like it was high energy, so. Yeah, yeah we, we uh, tried. Sorry, but also thank you, and also you're welcome. Yeah. You guys ready to start the podcast or what? <laughs> yeah, now we can start the podcast. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot going on. Uh, tell us what you thought on Twitter. Uh, my name is Shahanan at RockFact on Twitter. Also, hit us with hashtag BlackPander. Uh, oh gosh, Black Casualty CDG. You can find me at Casualty CDG on social medias. If you like tabletop role playing games, you can find Jahan and I every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Right now, we're playing Fantasy Age, we're playing Modern Age, and we're playing Icons from Steve Kinson. We've got a superhero game, a fantasy game, and a game set in the here and now. So check us out at twitch.tv backslash Jahananan or on our YouTube, Fresh Out the Box, or our Facebook, Fresh Out the Box. And of course, every single Sunday, you get a brand new episode of Fresh Out the Podcast, where we talk about movies, games, and shows. Tell your friends. Uh, we, uh, we like doing this, and you like listening to us. I am Drew Munhausen at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to episode 55 of Fresh Out the Podcast. Stay fresh!